day and Lord we just want to say uh, that we're glad to be in your house today God I pray that you would visit us here uh, as your Bible has promised and Lord we just uh, uh, thank you for each one that is here we thank you for your presence in Jesus name I pray amen
crowned with glory now the Savior knelt to wash our feet now at his feet we 
see that screen now for some reason okay here we go okay if you have your bibles turn with me if you would this morning a little different it's it's communion for us uh so first corinthians chapter 11 verses 24 through 26 very short scripture but a lot in it first uh, corinthians 11 24 through 26 we we take communion regularly scheduled four times a year and this is the time uh, regularly scheduled and we sometimes do some more Besides that, but that's what we'll do this morning. Uh, just a word to if you if you if you watch on Facebook or Facebook or YouTube watching watching the live stream. Um, everybody in person knows this, but we are going to move to our sanctuary next week, and so we've been we've been in our gym. If you've never been to our church, you, what you see is just is just our just part of our gym. So we'll move to our sanctuary next week. What I want to say to you, if you, if you watch online, uh, we hope everything works, okay? Uh, we've done a lot of work to the sanctuary as far as the technical part. And so when you do a lot of work technically, that means a lot of things can go wrong, okay? So we're going to do our best to live stream from the sanctuary next week. If we can't, if something goes wrong, we're going to go ahead and have church in, in person doesn't make any difference what, what goes wrong. But if something goes wrong and we can't live stream, we're going to show you a rerun, okay? And so uh, there's that. I hope next week you do not see a rerun, okay? I hope, of course, e everything goes well. But that's the plan. We'll see how that plan works. All right, to the scripture, my favorite thing to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 24 through 26, kind of like the chapter on communion in the in the scriptures Paul's instruction to that Corinthian church and simply put just three verses Paul's instruction he said and when he had given thanks when Jesus had given thanks he broke it the bread and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do 
as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So I'm going to take 24 and 25 kind of by themselves, always remembering back. And if you, uh, there is an outline of this on the back side of your, your announcements. And of course, the next one, if you're looking ahead at that, says all, always looking ahead. But 24 and 25 is always remembering back. And I'm going to say some things here with this that I don't usually say. Preachers don't usually say it, and I don't usually say it. But there's a reason that Jesus said twice, uh, 24, 25 both, that uh, to remember. Remember, when you break the bread, when you take the juice, and that's what I want us to do this morning as we take the bread and juice. I want you to remember. Remember him. Remember his death. Remember his death on the cross. There's what I want you to remember that you won't usually hear me say. I want you to remember his death on the cross. That's, that's what he said. Re- remember me. Remember me. Remember what I did. Remember the cross. Why would, we have to, why would we have to do that? Why do we even need to do that? What was it that caused the death, Jesus' death on the cross in the first place? It was your sin and it was my sin. So what I'm going to ask you to do, and I I really do think this is part of what Jesus meant, I want you to remember my death on the cross for you, for your sin. This is important. This is important. And it will become more important as we look at the next thing. But I want you to remember my death on the cross for you, the, the price I paid for your sin. Here's what I say. You're going to hear me say. I don't say this very often, but in the context of this message, I hope you understand it. I want you to remember your sin. Most of the time we talk about forgetting it. Okay, yeah, move on. It's past, but don't forget it. Here's the danger for Christians. Guy like me, folks like you, we forget what we were, Don't forget what Jesus did for you because of what you were. We forget what we were. What's the danger of that? Well, you know, that sounds pretty good. And in in context, there there are times, yeah, you need to move on. You definitely do need to move on from what you were. But I don't want you to forget what you were. I want you to, when Jesus said remember, that means think about it. I want you to remember what you were. I want you to remember what you were often. The benefit of that is, you know, I'm not better than anybody. This is what I really want you to get. I'm not better than anybody. I remember, I'm even going to use the word haunt you. Sometimes I think it's healthy, sometimes. It's healthy for our sins to almost come back and haunt us. It's easy for me and maybe it is easy for some of you, when you're dealing with people, friends, loved ones, just dealing with people in your life, and they are going through such sinful things, they are so disrespectful to God, they are so out of God's way, out of God's law, out of God's will, and you begin to think that you're better than they are. Hey, I tell you what, I'll I'll help you out. I remember what some of you were like. Okay? Yeah. I remember what some of you were like, and I look at you now, you're not the same person at all. Hallelujah. 
That's, that's great. Yeah. And you ought to be different. You need to move on from what you were. But I don't want you to ever forget what you were without Jesus. Don't forget what Jesus did for you because of what you were. The next screen. Don't ever forget what you were and still could be. Remind yourself often. Okay. Now, I, I, you know me. I don't want you to get stuck in your sin. I don't want you to get stuck in the guilt of your sin. It's in the past. I, understand. I know that. I, I, I appreciate it. But don't ever forget. And that is what Jesus meant. Remember what it costs Jesus on the cross for you. And I want you to, I want that to help you. I had to do this twice this last week. I have to do this almost every time I talk to someone. And someone, almost every time someone comes to talk to me about their sin. I have to do this. You know what? I was a sinner too. I still struggle with it. I'm not any better than that person sitting across the table, sitting in the chair beside me. I'm not any better than they are. The only difference between me some is, is that, that Jesus helped me pass that. But I was there. Don't ever forget what you were and still could be. Remind yourself often. Okay, that's what 24 and 25 are all about. Jesus said twice, Re- remember me, remember me. Re- remind yourself. Well, we do communion four times a year. I want you to do that a whole lot more than that. I think, I think, I think you, ought to, you need to do this every day. Thank you, Jesus, for what you took me from. Thank you, Jesus, for what you saved me from. And especially, I'll, I'll, I know this is, this is a repeat of what I just said, but especially when you're dealing with people, and that's what we're going to move on to next. So this is important. When you're dealing with people, remind yourself. Remind yourself. Remind yourself. Okay. That's 24 and 25. We'll read just real quickly 26 again. And this is kind of like so for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup. Here it is. You proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Always looking ahead. You proclaim the Lord's death. What? Till he comes. Now the the ahead is, is obviously till he comes. He hasn't come yet, and he hasn't come for you yet. You're still here. He hasn't come for you yet, and he hasn't come for all of us yet. So it's in the future, always looking ahead. Okay? But he has, so, so there's the future part, but he has something for you to do, for all of us to do. And he said, so when you do this, the, the bread, the juice, when you remember, when you think back, you are to proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So there's something for you to do. Proclaim the Lord's death. I'm doing that right now. You're going to have to find your own way to do it. But this is what we are. This, this is a Christian's job, proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes. In Acts chapter 13, verse 25, there's a scripture. This is one of those scriptures. It's obscure in that you could often read through it. You, you probably have often read through it, just read right through it. Didn't even think about it a whole lot. But this is Paul as he's preaching, and he mentions John the Baptist. That's the word John, the name John. John the Baptist. That's who Paul is, is referring to. It's really the first sentence that I want you to see, first part of the sentence. And as John was finishing his course, he said, uh, Who do you think I am? I'm not he, but behold, there comes one after me, the sandals of whose feet I'm not worthy to lose. You remember how John the Baptist died? He died in prison. King, King, 
King, King Herod, uh, his uh, wife's d- daughter asked for John the Baptist's head on a platter, a gruesome story. But Herod consented and had John murdered in prison. It's a terrible way to go. But that first part of that sentence, as John was finishing his course, other translations might say, as John was finishing his ministry. Other translations say, as John was finishing his work. All those are true. As John was finishing his ministry, as John was finishing his work, what happened? He died. That's exactly what that means. As John was finishing his work, he died. This is important. Why are you still here? Because you're not dead. Jesus hadn't come for you yet. What's that mean? You've got something to do. You're not done yet. Okay? You're not done yet. God's got something for you to do. And he tells us right here in, in verse 26, one of the, well, what's he got for me to do? Specifically, I don't know. I'm doing right now part of what I'm supposed to do. You're going to have to find that out for yourself. But chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse Verse 26 gives us a hint for what all Christians, one of the things that we are to do, proclaim the Lord's death. Proclaim the Lord's death. Proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That scripture was written to Christians, to to that church, and I'm preaching it to this church. That is not to preachers. It's to Christians. Proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You're going to have to find out what that means for you, what that means to you, how you're going to do that. Okay? But, so, John was alive until his work was done. And then Jesus called him home. You're not dead. That means God's got something for you to do yet. Okay? I remember uh, talking to Eugene about this often. Eugene passed away a few months ago. And uh, I, I don't know, we, we talked about this a lot. Eugene said, what is keeping Jesus? <laughs> Why doesn't he just take me home? I said, Eugene, it's not so much that he's not ready for you. It's not really so much as that as it is he's still got something for you to do. That's why you're here. He's still got something for you to do and when Eugene's work was done when his ministry was finished when his course was completed Jesus called him home he's doing the same for us the next screen is this kind of it's going to be kind of vague you're going to have to figure this out for yourself it's I just use the word gospel touches it's touching people's life However you do that, it's just touching people's life. Always, kind of like I said, never forget what you were. Now, I don't want you to ever forget this. It's always touching people's life, wherever they are, whoever you meet. You probably don't, like none of us have the opportunity. Everybody we meet everywhere present the whole gospel to them. None of us have that much time as we pass each other in the store and go through our, go through our, our, 
our hectic lives, but it's just it's getting in a mindset, in a, a personality, a culture, a way we do things of just a gospel touch everywhere, a, a, a helpful word. Send, now, in, in our day and time, sending a, sending a text, something on Facebook, something on email, or a telephone call, or writing a note, or just meeting someone in, someone in person, uh, just, you know, I could go on and on. I realize I'm being kind of vague here, but I'm just throwing things out that you're going to have to find your place, your way that you can do this. Proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Proclaim the Lord's death. I'm going to get a little more serious about that, but for right now, I just want you to think of some options in your head of, of how you could do that. You're not probably ever going to do what I'm doing right now, but, but you know what? What I'm doing right now, this, this is not an excuse for me to have off the rest of the week. That I have to do exactly what I'm asking you to do everywhere I go, everyone I meet. There's a, there's a potential there for me to spread and, and encourage, spread the name of Jesus and encourage and be an influence in people's lives. A gospel touch, just a touch, just doing what I can every, everywhere I go to encourage them, not discourage them. But, in, but influence them and, and encourage them whatever route that that might take. Carla, I think it was you in Sunday school a while back. I could have the, I've got a woman in my head. I think it was you, maybe someone else in Sunday school a few weeks ago. Carla talked about, and I had just, it just happened to me that week. She turned around. Give me a nod if, okay, good. It's not the other woman. Uh, she, there, Carla, going somewhere, doing something, felt the Holy Spirit say, stop turn around and go back and talk. Someone she's supposed to deal with. Stop, turn around, and go back. And the, re the only reason that made any difference to me at all is because that week, however many weeks ago that's been, that exact week, I was driving down Highway 69. I passed someone's house, and I could see that they were home. And I was driving down 69, and it crossed my mind that I needed to talk to them. And then it kept, and it was stayed on my mind. And I finally did what I'm supposed to do. Stop, turn around, and go back. Stop. I want this to resonate with you because I think that right now, this kind of thing has been going on with you. Where the Holy Spirit is talking to you dealing with you, you're not imagining it. Satan is not going to encourage you to do this, and it's not natural for you, and I want to come back to that. It's not natural for you to do this. You would not do this on your own. Where the Holy Spirit, in a way, whatever the situation might be for you, stop, turn around, and go back. There's somebody I need you to talk to. Somebody I need you to, to encourage or somebody I need you to lift up. There's some, I need a gospel touch, the Holy Spirit saying right here. I need a gospel touch right here. And you're the man. You're the woman. You're the person. Here's what I want you to do. When you feel that, when you hear that, stop ignoring it. Obey it. Do something about it. Okay? Do something about it. That's why you're here. That's why God has left you here. 
There's a job for you to do, and it's probably not your job. It's probably the people on your job. There's a reason you live in the neighborhood you live in. It's not the house. It's the people around you. There's a reason you're born into the family. Isn't it odd that we are the most prejudiced about the things we have absolutely nothing to do with? We are most prejudiced about our gender. Now, I love being a man. I didn't choose it. I love being a man, and we're, we're, we're most prejudiced about our gender and then about our race. I'm a white man. I didn't choose that. And then I'm an American. I didn't choose that. But isn't it odd that we're so prejudiced about the things that we had absolutely nothing to do about, do with? But God has placed me in this place. He's made, the, made me the gender that I am, the race that I am. He's put me in this place, not because of the building, not because of, of it's because of you. It's because of the people. And he's given me a job to do. And it has nothing to do with the building. It has nothing to do with, with, it's got to do with the people. That's why you're there. That's why you're on that job. That's why you live in that place. Stop ignoring the urging and the, the, the pleading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Stop. Turn around and go back. God's got something for you. There's something he wants you to do. Stop ignoring it. Turn around and go back. Gospel touches. Now, that's not your personality. That's not what most of us are good at. And this gets even harder. Stop talking to people about the Cardinal baseball game. Stop talking to people about the price of gasoline. Stop talking to people about Republican or Democrat. Stop talking to people about the governor or the president. Everything I've named, and I could go on and on, and I could make you more mad the longer I talk. But everything I've named, what? Will pass away. None of it's eternal. You're wasting your time talking to people about things that don't eternally matter. Stop. Turn around. Go the other way. People need to hear something eternal, and that is Jesus. Proclaim the death of Jesus until he comes again because he's coming again and he's coming again for you and that time is set and you've got such a short amount of time proclaim his death what I'm asking you to do is start talking to people about Jesus that's not your personality that's not easy for you to do it's not easy for me to do I'm afraid I'll offend them or whatever but you know what the Holy Spirit says to me and he talks to me just like this get over it Get over it. That's why you're there. That's what I've got you for. And if you're not going to do it, then why are you here? Because that's what I've got you here for. Proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. That's us. That's all of us. That's not just me. And I don't get the week off. Everywhere I go, that's my, res my responsibility. And the older I get and the shorter amount of time that I get, I just I, I think that does add a certain amount of boldness. Hey, why am I wasting my time talking about baseball? 
and politics when that person needs to hear about Jesus, okay? Now, that's really not my personality, but, hey, look, I don't have much time. They don't have much time. Talk to them about Jesus. And, I, I mean, I'm not getting real particular here, but God has a proper name, and it's Jesus, okay? God has a personal name, and it's Jesus. Talk to them however you do it. It isn't going to be like I do it. God doesn't want it to be like I do it. That's what he's got me for. But you're going to be able to reach and talk to people that I can't. Okay, the next screen. Who's the most important person for you to reach? Who's the most important person for you to reach? I love the answer to this. Some of you, I've done this quite a bit. The answer is the next one. The next one. It's not on the screen. The next one. Who's the most important for you to, person for you to reach? Who are you going to run into this afternoon? Who are you going to be around t- tomorrow at work? The next one, okay? I want, you, I, I want you to feel guilty if you don't do it, okay? Because this is what we're supposed to do. When I, I love First General Baptist Church, but this isn't a church thing. It's a Jesus thing. Right here, right now. Somebody needs to hear this. You have been wasting your time talking to this person that's on your mind about other things. And the Holy Spirit is telling you right now. The Holy Spirit is telling you right now because I don't have any idea who you are. Actually, in the room, I kind of do feel who you are. But the Holy Spirit's telling you right now that you have been wasting your time with this person that's on your mind, you have a, you have a person that, you're, that you feel burdened for. And you're wasting your time talking about other things when the, what they need to hear is Jesus. And I wonder if they're not just waiting for you to say that name, finally. Finally, they talk to me about the most important thing. Quit wasting your time on other things. Talk to them about Jesus. I'm going to ask for the Watkins Brothers Band to come up, and they're going to do our invitation. If you are watching online, we appreciate you very, very much. Uh, we're going to take our, our, our communion now. We're going to have prayer and, and, and do this part. So uh, the live stream will, will stop, and I'll just end by saying that we love you and appreciate you and look forward to seeing you in the sanctuary next week.